All right, welcome to Bukatsu Gaming Podcast. It's your host, Jabs, a.k.a. Best Bay, Best Bay. I'm here with... <laughs> Alex, a.k.a. Persona 5's cutting into my Parappa the Rapper time. <laughs> and Evan, a.k.a. Persona 5, why can't I handle all these social links? Mm. The story. And so... From our AKAs, you can tell that this is not our Persona 5 episode. Hey, got him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we did te- tease this a while ago. Um, we sort of teased Evan's top five games. And I know you guys have been waiting to hear that. We want to hear Evan's top fives. But... Alex, <laughs> tell us about your top five games. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's go. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I got five games. Okay, that's what we wanted. But he's not a gamer, though. <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> uh, I'm not ranking these because I don't think you can at this point. Yeah. I, you just, you know, you watch experience too much of a thing you know books music games you can't really rate like your absolute favorites maybe you have a number one favorite we're gonna start with one yeah we're gonna start with one but before that happens i think we can have a little bit more fun let's see how well (laughs) let's see how well we know alex oh boy two of these (laughs) plot This is the plot twist podcast here. Two of these are straight gimmies. The third one should be a gimme. And then we'll see how you do with the other two. Uh, I think I can get one. I, I got a few. I got a few. So, yeah, let's hear it, Evan. Let's see what you got on there. Am I, am I giving five, or am I just saying what I think is on there? If you can get five, yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to say Metal Gear... Solid has to be on there. Yes. He's making that I goofed sound. <laughs> I was like, damn, I goofed. I forgot that one. I want to say there's a Metal Gear on there. Let's say there's a Kingdom Hearts on there. There's definitely a Zelda game on there. <laughs> he is generalizing. Probably, I want to say it's probably Ocarina of Time. The other two. Uh, this has been more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> because of recency bias, I want to say there's a persona on there. Probably five. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what you give that last spot. Maybe like, I don't know. You know I what like I would... Wouldn't put- what? What? Come on, man. I was gonna say I don't think you'd put Super Mario on there or something like that. You might, but I like I don't want to put it on there. So I'm, I, those are the only four I can think of. Okay, I'm disappointed I, in you. I, you should be. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so now I'm worried. Now I'm worried. So yeah, I mean, def- he hit at least one. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I told you. That's what I was going for. And I think that's probably Metal Gear. Uh, because I I say Metal Gear also. Uh, I have 
dank meme, but it might be one of the non-airy games. I know it's one of those visual novel games is on there. Uh, Persona 4 Golden. Well, His Zelda yep. game, I put Wind Waker. <laughs> and this might be personal nostalgia factor. I have Sonic, and I picked Adventure Battle 2. And that's five. And I also have a list of other games that could have gone on there. <laughs> but that's the five I chose. And it looks like I just made Alex reevaluate his life. It's tough. It's really tough. <laughs> It's it's hard. I just picked his top five better than he did. Okay. Oh god. So I'll give you. The, should we do it this way? Should I just tell you which ones you hit on? Yeah. yeah. All right. Persona Four Golden. Yeah. Straight up. Metal Gear Solid. I went with yeah. one, but it could have been two. Yeah. It's not not really a big deal. Or five. And then. And then you guys just had really good. Guesses? Really good games. Because I completely forgot about the nonary games. I might have put that on there. <laughs> but I didn't. Mm. Here's one I thought you guys would get. NFL Street 2. Uh, See, I didn't know if you would put it on there. Hell is yeah, why man. I didn't say it. Oh, are we forgetting RE5? No. <laughs> <laughs> I I assumed NFL Street I knew it was going to be up there. I didn't think it would break into the top 5 being what it is. I mean, yeah. It's qu- sort of weird for me to put a sports game on there. Uh but I I don't disagree with it. Yeah. I just <laughs> I mean, I've probably played that game more than any other game. I mean, if it was on Steam, we're still waiting for the next NFL Street man. We're still waiting for a legitimate waiting. NFL Street three, not yeah. the garbage that they made and then killed the <laughs> series. I actually forgot they made a three. Yes, and I I never played it until. When did we play it? Because I feel like Jabs didn't play. It, I feel you it was, got it, and it just, you just like never played it. You played it once, and you're like, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> Why but, play an inferior game? That's right. They put like trash on the field. Barrels to jump over, and there weren't as many walls. It's like, what are you I think I did play three. I did play three. But yeah, it's not two. That's right. All right, but yeah, let, let's hear the, the rest of this list. Then, okay. then we'll go... Go talk about each game. Okay. So, Katamari Damashi. Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. And mm-hmm. Shadow Colossus right now is my fifth spot, and I'm not sold on it after hearing so many good arguments. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to leave that one for the end, and I may go back and change it. We, we may have a retcon here. All right. Yeah, this was on my list until you guys told me my list was wrong. Mm-hmm. And that fifth spot is very competitive. It's just like everything in the top ten could be the fifth game for me. That's that's fair. That's that's that is the struggle of making a top list. Right. 
Pop Listerino. Neutrino. Okay, so Alex, this is your list. Which game you want to talk about first? Why why it gets that spot? Um we can start with Metal Gear, I guess. Yeah. Metal Gear. Okay. I was about to say it was a game that really got me into gaming, but that's not true because that was Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which maybe should be on my top five. We're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna let that go. But it was the first non really kind of arcadey game. The mm. game with uh like I think I may have rented you know Super Mario RPG as a kid, but I didn't really get into it. But Milgar Sob was the first deep story driven game that I had ever played, and it was much more challenging than anything I had played also. Although now if I go back, I can get through Milgar Sob much easier than those Sonic games. <laughs> yeah, I mean you <laughs> that's the weird thing about those games. One of them was really hard back then, and another's really easy, and nowadays they just swap. Yeah, because I was not, you know, I was a kid, I was eight when Metal Gear Solid came out, so it wasn't really, my dad helped talk me through the strategies of each room, and now I just mm. look at it, I know exactly what to do. Sonic's the same way, except I cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta go fast, man. <laughs> you know, Hideo is such a weird genius kind of guy auteur i didn't know this at the time but a lot of the tricks that he used in metal gear Solid, he did the original metal gear have you look up a codec number and then the, they told you oh yeah it's on the back of the game case like that was stuff mm. that he's doing like several years before this game came out and then he brought it back but uh for me as a kid it was kind of mind-blowing how much he broke the rules of any just video games at the same time, there's this kind of action-y... I think the story is interesting. I don't think it... Compared to every other Metal Gear he's ever made, it's incredibly tame. With the cutscenes, which was, you know, really wasn't done. I mean, cutscenes were done, but not in the Metal Gear Solid style of, like... You know, because they just barely had the polygonal faces, and Solid Snake's eyes were just, you know, two inwards triangles. <laughs> amazing for that time and he i think with Melgar solid he kind of set up wasn't you know all positive but kind of set up for the ps2 era when people really started to try to make games as movies uh when he was doing it on you know playstation one and so i mean the real reason that i love it is because it was a great game and i bonded with my dad playing it and then you know, a bunch more came out, and I could always okay. go back, and you know, we'd always just get hyped anytime Metal Gear was coming out. And except for this most recent one, was the only time that we haven't sat down and immediately played a Metal Gear when it came out. Yeah. So yeah. So my question for, uh, so you just said you guys pick it up, nah, uh, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, <laughs> but Metal M Metal Gear Solid One. Do you think, besides it being top game for you, has sort of, like, withstood the test of time? Oh, boy. Or is it just that nostalgia factor that it's, it's there on your top for you? Um, it's interesting. I actually think that does stand the test of time. I think the thing that it might not do as well is it just comparison to the later games in the series. 
Mm-hmm. Because I think Hideo learns so much that each game kind of feels like an improvement in some way on the series that, you know, when you look at one, you think, wow, it didn't really have the meta ideas in one, like like I said, looking at the back of the game case. But in two, they really kind of just broke down all the walls and made you really like if you go back and look at that game the narrative is really wacky and it ends up i think being his strongest game from a narrative standpoint and then you know the most recent one i think is just one of my it's just really fun and i think that unfortunately the story isn't there otherwise it would probably be my favorite over middle gear solid but i think that i went back before five came out and i wanted to show my fiance what the series meant to me and we just we ran through all the games one was still my favorite to play mm. you know it there are some areas that could definitely be improved and it, i think it'd be really cool if they remade the game you know the current fox engine yeah but i still i, I still a lot of fun to play unless you know you trash at it in which case it's kind of frustrating <laughs> but I think that in the ways that it's limited also help it make it feel kind of tight. You know, you have a pretty clear limitations on what you can do and they didn't try to anything too out of the box from a gameplay perspective that feels like crappy now. You know, the sneaking comparison today feels not so good, but it still it just feels more arcadey, uh, mm. which isn't so bad. Ah, Metal Gear. What does Evan think? Because he would be more impartial about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, the reason I, without I'm not trying to give stuff away, but the reason I was going to go with Metal Gear Solid was the game was because I, you know, we're practically 20 years removed from when it first came out. And I just played it recently. And it still blew my mind which is kind of, that speaks to the kind of game it is. You know, like, a lot of games, if you come back that much later, it you're just, the game's just way outdated, and you're like, you know, they've been doing this for years, but Metal Gear's still sitting there with, <laughs> you know, things that still get you, and you still aren't ready for. And it it's kind of one of the reasons that I think it is one of those games that you have to play like everyone should play the game yeah so i've sort of because i know it's on alex's top five i've been telling myself i need to play uh these metal gear t- games uh <laughs> the only thing i know about metal gear is crab battle and microwaves liquid <laughs> crab and otakon otakon yeah okay. is that too Oh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Alex has told me like the story. There are clones, and there's Big Boss, and there's a machine, and choo 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 choo, and Raiden, yeah, that... the samurai, <laughs> samurai ninja. You aren't even ready, man. You, you aren't. aren't even ready. Uh... Uh, that's all I know about my best friend's favorite game. I'm such a good friend. Admittedly, I don't think I've made enough of a push to get you to play it because I should have just you said didn't. like we're doing this one weekend, and uh, I don't think I ever did. You didn't. You didn't. So, 
That's our that's your number I guess would it be fair to say that's your number one? Yeah, but I just from a me personal, like not like a critical of, viewpoint. Of course it's your top five. Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about two through five. Okay. What am I still ranking them or am I off the book? No, no, no. So we okay. can we can have number one and then these other guys are just in that bucket of two through five okay. or two through four and then maybe five gets swapped in <laughs> why don't we uh why don't we do katamari because i think that one's gonna be easy to talk about okay. there's not a lot to talk about because that game is just fun and it's kind of it's what i love about video games which is why i put it on there it's just weird and it's hard to describe and why it's fun doesn't really make sense until you play it for five <laughs> seconds and you're like, oh my god, this is incredible. I love this. The first time you pick up the paperclip and then, you know, the king of the cosmos is, oh, I also picked up a paperclip as my first <laughs> item. This is the goofiest thing ever. And not to mention, the, the soundtrack is awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite soundtracks. And it, again, weird japanese just fun uh, it's also i kind of feel like i put that in there because japanese game devs and less so now than they did but were more willing to jump onto really weird ideas and i think we've seen that more of resurgence with that with the indie movement um but i feel like katamari is really sort of is emblematic a word yeah, sound like a word. Katamari is sort of emblematic of that. It is now. Exactly. Kind of that desire to just, I have a game and it's doesn't really, it's going to just be a weird concept and we're just going to go with it because it, it just works. And I guess I should kind of explain the game for people who don't know. You have a ball and you roll it around. And if your ball is larger enough than the objects you roll it into, you pick them up. And that by itself is fun, but then it gets really fun because the further into the level you get, the bigger your ball gets because it's got more stuff on it. And now you suddenly you're unlocking other parts of the level and you're rolling up things that you might not even have thought you could roll up in the first place. You know, the first time that you roll up like a fence and you just thought, well, I just thought that was <laughs> the environment just blocking me out. And then all of a sudden you realize that there is no real walls. There's just the... Con the size of the map is all, the only thing that's containing you. So you know, if, if there is an avenue for you to get big enough to roll over those houses, it can happen. And My house! <laughs> Curse you, I, Katamari! <laughs> and honestly, it just, it just works. And they throw in a couple of different objectives, because usually it's just make a ball this size, and uh or bigger nope. and yeah and you go and sometimes they throw things like get as many swans as you can or fireflies or get the largest bear you can possibly get but the <laughs> first one you get is the end of it uh and i don't think those work as well but it doesn't really matter because it's just the straightforward game is just so much fun i i haven't played it a thousand times or anything i probably played it 
under 20 times because it's not a very long game. Uh, but every time it just puts a smile on your face and it's just Captain Moori. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I don't think. Evan, have you played it? No, I haven't. Like run through. I think I've played it at some point, but never like sat down and been like, I need to actually, you know, play through yeah. this game. Yeah, I think we're we're both on that on that same boat. But really, it sounds like we're gonna have to. Maybe that's what we're gonna do on Alex's bachelor party. It's just gonna be a bachelor party week. We all take, well, <laughs> Alex and I take the week off from work. Evan just, you know, continues to Evan. And we hey, just play still play time, through man. all of our top fives. Just just do it. That's going to be Alex's bachelor party. It's going to be awesome. Or as the kids say, lit. It's going to be it's, lit. It will be lit. And we'll go through Katamari Damachi, roll through those swans. Sounds good. Because I have, I did play just a, a tiny bit. It was fun. I don't know why I didn't keep playing. Probably because I didn't have the game. It was out. But yeah, that Katamari Dumuchi. It's it's just yeah. I I I can't say enough positive things about it. And uh, once again, soundtracks really really good and not a typical video game soundtrack way. Kind of like Shoji Meguro, in terms of making more like a album than making. You know, an OST. All right. Next one. I like it. I like it. I guess like. we talk about Street. Oh, boy. Street's like... Street deserves its own episode. <laughs> I know. We have played a lot of NFL Street. It's kind of second nature at this point. It's just... It just could unwind. I, I will say I don't... I'll play it solo. Once every couple of years, I'll go through the little career mode. Mm. But playing it with either of you guys is just just kind of stupid fun. And it's like <laughs> Katamari, where the, just, the core gameplay just, just works. And it's probably, there probably won't be another NFL Street ever. Ever is a long time, but I feel like the <laughs> NFL is really moving away from that kind of image. And... It kind of just capitalize on the things that make football fun, you know? Uh, NFL Blitz tried to do this, but I always felt like NFL Blitz kind of only focused on the hitting, really. And yeah. that made for a fun, stupid game, but a fun one. I, I mean, I like NFL Blitz, too, but Street really made everything that you would do sort of fun with the exception i think running the football and street is not super awesome uh but just the vertical game and all the defense is fun because basically uh again for people who don't know it's seven on seven and you just pick seven guys and so that means you know if you want your quarterback he's going to be somewhere on your defense just being terrible um <laughs> But then that means you can make a lot of characters that are really good two-way guys and kind of lead your team. As good as they are on offense, they are exactly that good on defense. And if you make a really good wide receiver, he's still going to be a really good wide receiver on defense. You know, he might not be able to tackle, but he can still go up and catch the ball. and Or he'll still be fast and he could get to the quarterback you know, if he can't tackle him. I don't know. And we've just, we just played a lot of it. I mean, 
I, I couldn't imagine how many hours we put into street, but we can just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> I, Numbers do not go that high. I wish we had like a steam log, you know, to look at, but it's a game that I've played so much and yet now I'm here like I should probably play it more often, you know, <laughs> when I'm when I'm bored because that's probably the game I want to play. I just can't put my finger on it. And I'm like I should play Street. Yeah. I I think what's even like better about Street is when they first announced that game, Alex, you and I were just like ripping it apart. Cuz cuz <laughs> cuz this was announced after NBA Street, and NBA Street makes <laughs> sense. You have street basketball. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're like, NFL street? What is this going to be? What, you're going to be doing these moves with the ball? Oh, the ball through my leg. And that's exactly what it was. And it was awesome. <laughs> that's right. And so and it's, it, it just was like unexpected in its greatness. Yeah, and NBA street was really good. Uh, NBA street volume two was really good. And yet NFL street two is just so much better for some reason yeah i think for me it, nfl street is so good because it's just it just got it it got it right it was everything like you take all the football games or any really any sports game and like at some point it's just kind of you know i'm sick of actually having to play this game the way like by the rules like you want to have fun like actual fun with it like if i was in complete control what would i do and that would be street pretty much it's just like the most fun you could possibly have with you know playing that game it's just you could do any crazy stuff you want like there's really no limitations and it kind of i think the biggest thing for me is it it really did capture that you know if i was playing a pickup game with NFL players, how would I want it to be? And it's like, this game is how you want it to be. That's right. I want, like, you know, I want Ed Reed out here catching passes, then turn around on defense and doing what he does anyway. And, you know, it's just, uh, they got everything right. It's kind of crazy. And the gameplay is just uh, smooth and makes, you know, the way that the game actually it's works. It's game time! It- and uh so you know when we play sometimes when we play we play on hard always so sometimes you get some randomized bs that happens against you but usually you look at it okay well i see why that happened and (laughs) you know i didn't have to throw a 70 yard pass and triple coverage and even though we catch it every other time (laughs) but uh yeah it's kind of a weird that they got difficulty so right in that and i feel like they don't get it right in any other games that are sports games but i think it's also we not only do we play on hard but we play against nfl legends so it's (laughs) on hard mode against the best team in the game otherwise it's just a joke it's too easy yeah Uh, (laughs) uh, it's fun you're like oh god this this game was playing to a hundred and it comes right. down to that last play. <laughs> Getting blown out by 50 and somehow coming back. <laughs> it's fine. We just need seven Game Breaker 2s. <laughs> Question whether you're even good at over. NFL Street anymore. Yeah. 
Man. Can they please bring that to next gen? <laughs> I would have played some street now. I know. I just... I don't even care. They don't have to do anything to it, but to put it on PS2 Classics and then get me online. Yeah, that that would do it. No, too many people will be raging. It's true. <laughs> oh my Thank god. Thank you, community. <laughs> we would be we'd be horrendously annoying to play against. Yes. Imagine if they made it that you could play with four players too. Oh my god. Oh. We would be... <laughs> oh. <laughs> people would want to murder us. <laughs> I think people want to murder us anyway, but that's Okay. That's All besides right. the besides. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can go there. I say this very much with the mindset that Persona 5 may take the spot. As it but should. <laughs> I really like Persona 4 Golden. It's, it's yeah, honestly going to be tough for 5 to take it. And a lot of that... Well... A lot of that I can't really explain in terms of comparing it to P5, because I think I'll save that for the P5 episode, which will come out eventually, but... Not today, though. <laughs> but, you know, Persona 4, bunch of high schoolers, get special powers, you run around, and you basically do social links with people, which help you use better personas so that you can do better game and you know you're managing a time as aspect because you can't and it's not like some games where you can do all of the side questy stuff that you want you know if you're not doing the main story stuff you're on like a set schedule every month basically and i think on top of it just being an atlas game so i like the way it plays. I do think Persona 4 Golden makes it's just way, way, a little bit too easy um, <laughs> because Persona 4 is pretty easy and then and then Golden kind of ups the ante on easiness by saying, okay, here's Persona 4 but let's give you a bunch of these new uh, ways to just absolutely destroy the computer. And uh, But that aside, I think that I get time management aspect is so cool and we were talking about this on our rpg episode where we all said that generally we prefer when rpgs don't try to mix in a secondary um gameplay mechanic but then i thought about persona the persona series which just does it flawlessly um and how much it adds to the game because honestly the dungeon crawling aspect of persona 4 is not that good you know <laughs> semi randomized dungeons and uh they don't really look that great and keep in mind this is a ps2 game uh at the end of ps2's lifespan so when i say they don't look too great i am being dead serious uh which, which again with golden they up the aesthetic factor a little bit also uh, i feel like golden sort of set stage for Persona 5. You know, they started to get a good feel for menu transitions and kind of how the style of what they wanted their game to be. And 
you know, especially on the Vita with the OLED screen, the yellow just pops and looks amazing. Because the uh, Persona 4's main color is yellow. Uh, so there's a ton of yellow in the game. <laughs> and in terms of an RPG cast, I have never liked one as much as I've liked everyone in Persona 4. You know, some of them have their moments where I'm not crazy about them, but as G-A? a whole... How dare you, sir? <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, again, I like uh, Persona 4 Golden Chie more than Persona 4 Chie. This okay. voice actress. Cause I, that's, yeah, cause that's just I, nitpicking right there. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the P4G voice actor does. Oh. Uh, actually, I don't even know if I would. I'm not gonna blame it on the voice actresses, but the reading just works a lot better. Gia yeah, makes her more di- dynamic for me. But yeah, in terms of there's the cast characters which I love. There's the music which I think is the best that uh Shoji Megaro has done including 5 which could be a contentious topic um but he basically made a pop album and a lot and which really fit the theme of Persona 4 Golden because it's pretty upbeat you know there's some heavier plot lines going on and everybody has these kind of critical things going on in their life that they have difficulties overcoming, but in general, you know, you're having fun most of the month, and then you got to go do the serious stuff for a week, and then you go back to having a lot of fun. And the music that uh, Shoji Meguro made is just awesome, and I just, I just don't get tired of it at all. And listening to it now, for example, on that album that they released with the Japanese collector's edition. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> I can listen to all those songs and I don't get, you know, I don't get tired of them. I think in three, a couple of the songs started to irritate me at the end, but somehow he found the difference between what makes a song both enjoyable and uh, not going to drive you insane the 5,000th time you've heard it, which is hard in video game music and a lot of composers who do video game music have to struggle with that. How do I make a song that's listenable, but isn't going to drive people insane. And he, not only does he do that, he manages to do it for songs that are basically pop songs, which just no one else does. Okay. So <clears throat> my quick question for you, cause I didn't play golden. I played four, just the mm-hmm. standard basic four. What, what makes golden better than four? It's got an extra month, an extra dungeon, two extra social links, one of them mm. really good, one of them's iffy. I think those are the major things, but on top of that, it looks vaguely better than the PS2 does, okay. especially with, with the on the Vita. I think that, you know, you're looking at it on a smaller screen, so the resolution matches up a little better. And I think that extra month ends up just being a nice because i feel like uh four kind of just stops really suddenly and then shoots you 
at the end of the game shoots you like four months to when you're leaving basically and that extra month you get of january really helps to make it easier to leave the game when it when it becomes time to leave the game and uh plus they add in valentine's day where if you were a jerk who uh romanced a lot of women they all get mad at you so, uh, that's <laughs> as fun. they should so yeah, so for a game that you that I put probably eighty hours in the first time I played it, um, to and I I played through Persona four four or five times now, and you know I still enjoy like the social links, all my party members, and the music. It's just kind of incredible to me. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, give me your give me your Vita so I can play some golden. <laughs> uh I would. Or you can get a Vita <laughs> you can get a Vita TV actually, for people who haven't played Persona 4. Uh you can get a Vita TV cheap and then also get Persona 4 Gold, which should only be like twenty or thirty dollars now. Not if you so, Yeah. <laughs> but depending on how cheap you can get the Vita TV, that does not come out to a lot of money. And then you could also play some other good Vita games. Like Sounds like a good sell. Like, dang. Yeah, games. I think the, I think the Vita TV is actually a pretty good sell, and you can play it with a PlayStation Three controller, which is a lot better than playing it with the Vita. Cause can't, my hands cramp up really bad. With the Vita. Also, there's touch pads in the back. <laughs> I hate them so much. Yeah, yeah so, sounds like. So what I'm hearing is P4 Golden is good enough that you should go out and get yourself a Vita. Honestly, it's it yeah. Yeah. If you like JRPGs at all and you haven't played Persona 4, you should find a way to play Persona 4 Golden. Um if you cannot, absolutely cannot, play the play the regular Persona 4, it's still really good. Oh, yeah, and Persona 4 Golden added a fast-forward button so you can fast-forward through dialogue. Which, which is probably uh, the best thing in P5. <laughs> Not yeah. the best thing, but really nice. Yeah, it, it's big. It's a big deal. So at least my last game, right? Yeah, you, you keeping it? You keeping which it is... as keeping it, or? Now, Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Out it out. I love how he swapped it out for none of the, the things we listed that made him question. You guys threw out some great suggestions, but I'm going to go with Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, I don't remember how I even remember Dark Souls because I had forgotten it. But um, I, I, I thought Dark Souls might be on there, but we threw out some good... He <laughs> did. And if this was a top 10 episode, I would get to all of them. But, I mean, I'll explain it a little bit for people who don't know, but a European fantasy kind of game where you're basically a warrior who gets brought back to life and you gotta go do some pretty, honestly, vague things to set the world right, uh, basically. Um, the story is there, but you gotta look for it a little bit. You know, uh, you can kind of put it together, but unless you're really trying to read between the lines, it's just, you know, you run from one place to the next. Which doesn't sound like 
high praise, but I really think that they made a super cool world and all the characters and bosses you meet are pretty interesting and you end up by the end of the game, you're looking back at it like, okay, I get this now and I want, I want to know more and then you you end up on YouTube. Can you explain this boss for me? And you watch like a 15 minute video about all the lore that goes into these bosses and, um, you know, nobody's talking about Dark Souls of the story, really. <laughs> Welcome to Dark Souls. The combat is really good, obviously, and it will beat your ass relentlessly. But I also do feel like they do a good job of kind of keeping you back to where it's like, okay, you're not going to get through this zone until you really understand this game. And then the first couple bosses are kind of easy, and then they throw a boss that says, all right, now you got to really learn how to parry or... You know, you're going to have to get good with your dodge roll. Or, you know, you might have to try a different weapon out for this boss because maybe your short sword isn't cutting it. Maybe you need something with a longer range. And the game has also a lot of weapons, and I went through one and three with just my halberd because <laughs> I uh, am a coward and... I do not like getting out from behind my shield. And I just poke the shield, man. Yeah, if you're trying to live, you're trying to live. I ain't judging you. And by the way, shields, super important unless you're Evan, apparently. And I don't know what a shield is, man. But it's my face, right? I was I was amazed <laughs> at just how brutal you are in that game. I mean, you can get blown up by any early enemy even at a later stage in the game like pretty quickly you're not paying attention and not even in a way that's frustrating it, a little frustrating if you get blown up by an unlucky matchup with two dogs or something and they just pin you down and destroy you you might be pissed off but it's also when you come back at the end of the game you're rolling through these areas you're, i am a god i am untouchable <laughs> until you mess up um, which happens a lot, I hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that I really loved about one is it felt like it was designed with sort of Super Nintendo level game ideas. You were really rewarded for getting to know an area in its entirety, and you'd find shortcuts which in other games would be, you know, might lead to an item that you wouldn't have seen normally. And the, in Dark Souls 1, they are hugely important. And they are absolutely critical for you actually beating the game because a lot of times you'll just... So basically, you always come back to these bonfires, which are your safe spaces, and you heal, and the enemies, unfortunately, respawn when you sit at a bonfire, which is a, a good mechanic, but, you know, frustrating. And... They space out the bonfires in a way that sometimes it's just too far if you don't have a shortcut. And because, you know, you're trash at the game when you first start playing it, like, you want every bonfire to be every three enemies. <laughs> <laughs> because at, when, you, when you start at that game, you cannot get through three enemies consistently. It'll be, you have no idea what your health will be when you come out of there. You could be full or you could be, at, you might not get to the second one. And Dark Souls 
has this really meshed together world where you'll just start kind of unpacking it and seeing like, okay, I couldn't go here because there's any of the key. And then you'll come back later and the key will lead to a different like section of the world, which you can come out into an area you might have already explored, which might give you a new option for basically having a quick trip between two bonfires. So this is the thing I didn't like about Dark Souls 3 is that it's a straight line, basically. So I didn't really know the game that well. In Dark Souls 1, I knew that game ridiculously well. Part of that, I will admit, is because I was trash at the start. So in Dark Souls 3, I, I didn't have to be risen up from the trash, you know? But <laughs> because the world is just so meshed together well, you know, I was really ready. I had beaten Dark Souls, and I was immediately ready to just jump it again because I just remembered the first area so well. I was like, I know exactly how to get to where I need to go, and I'm ready to just take down some people with me. Yeah, so I haven't played Dark Souls, so I can't word on I can't mouth on that. Can't mouth on that. Yeah, and I only played but, Dark Souls 3, which made me sad. Where, Probably because I didn't where, know what a shield was. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, my my question just just uh trying to remember. Which one is the one that came out first, Dark Soul or Demon? Which is the one that you got for Christmas and you're like, I'm returning this, it's too hard? Demon Souls. Okay. Which came out first, yeah. Okay, okay. And so, just a quick question, how does Dark Souls improve upon Demon Souls? Well, it was Or is it just that you got better when you went back and played Dark? Part of it was definitely, I just, when Demon's Souls came out, it was kind of like, oh, this game's hard. Um, you know, a lot of people said that, but. Pretty sure by, you said impossible. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, no, this game is just beyond me. <laughs> and then kind of when Dark Souls came out, it was a lot more popular and basically kind of bred this fandom that was like, it's everything in the game is doable. You just you might need to learn the strategies. You just need to learn the basic core gameplay. And so I think I was more willing to make that leap than I was with Demon Souls, which was basically an unknown. Uh, the other thing is that I believe, and this is Demon Souls, did that thing where if you die, you lose half your health. Mm. Oh, come back, and mm. that's just super frustrating. I'm just going to be dead the whole game, so I don't know what, <laughs> what I'm going to have one HP this entire game. And that was also a much more linearized game, if I recall. And again, I only played uh, maybe a quarter of it because I uh, got my quitting point when there was this... Someone's going to listen to this, and, and they're going to hear me describe this, and they'll be like, that was like the second level. What is... You need a quarter <laughs> So maybe a quarter of it, but there's this long bridge full of enemies that, you know, <laughs> one or two of them this. I could beat, but, and there were some dogs, which I just was 
I, I cannot deal with dogs at all. So, <laughs> Demon dogs. Somehow I get through all of this. And it is a long bridge, and there's no save points. And I get through all this, and I... Oh, yeah, I, f- I forgot. There's a dragon, obviously. Who's breathing fire on the, the whole bridge, basically. And so, on top of all that, basically... Okay, so, here, here is how it is. You're on this bridge, and you have to dodge the dragon's fire, who will take care of enemies on the bridge, uh, but will not take it in the little kind of gatehouses that they have, where you will have to fight those enemies to get through the gatehouses. And I get to the end of this, and I am freaking out. Yes, yes, there's three more people, though, in the cave at the end of the bridge, and I immediately get murdered. And it's <laughs> like, can't do it. I can't do it. It broke me. I was like, this is the one. This is the this is the one that makes me stop. And is so it? I guess Dark Souls never felt like it put me in that position. Okay. Of well. Okay. Dark Souls definitely did, but it didn't do it that early in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was after you successfully invested in it. At the point where Dark Souls did it, I was mad because I mean, that area is terrible for the people who are wondering. It's right before Orenstein and Smog, and it's just you basically got these heavy archers, and you're running on this tight um, Switch, yeah. roof, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're running on a tight roof, and these arrows will knock you off the roof. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So... That 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 section almost broke me, and then the the boss Ornstein Smog almost broke me as well. But uh, by that point, I mean you're mostly done with the game. So. I just handled it better, I guess. Maybe, maybe I matured as a you person. Grew up. I don't know. You grew yeah. up. I love. I've I've loved watching you grow. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> grow into a person. Who's top five? I cannot correctly guess. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do too hot. We did all right. I, like none of the things you said were. I think everything you guys said has been in my top five at some point, even recently. He just wanted us to be wrong. That's why he changed it. Kingdom Hearts is in my top five until I think I played Dark Souls, and even then, it's not like a strong out. Sonic the Hedgehog has to be in there. Some way and i'm shocked at myself that i can't <laughs> fit it in and i'm wondering if i'm not being too kind to katamari damashi because maybe sonic should go in over katamari but i, I do really sonic. like katamari. that is me uh well yeah, maybe yeah. maybe we can make this uh the yearly thing and revisit your top five in a year see if it's p5 golden or p5 p5, p5 golden, golden. Or P- well, we might be getting a so. P five remake, which would still be awesome. I would, I would play that. I would double platinum, double platinum that also. P five Fez. <laughs> Let's just uh, run that down one more time, Alex. Top five, and just quick, brief why it's your top five. Why it made it on the list, just as a reminder for all these forgetful people that can't remember the stuff that we say. 
Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, you know, it wasn't the game that got me into gaming, but I think it's the game that hooked me. Um, Katamari Damashi. Just stupid fun. It's just it's just fun. It's just the way that I think more video games should just strive to be. It's just inexplicable, you know, no real thoughts of being anything other than it is. It's just just a good time. NFL Street 2, because so just stupidest things that happened in that game and it's just <laughs> hilarious and it's just I, I i think i laugh playing that game more than any other game you know it's just and i feel like every time i play with one of you guys something happens that i haven't seen before and then i have to like <laughs> take a take a video and send it to one of you and oh my god it's crazy uh persona 4 golden just I really enjoy being in that world, you know, with great music and really enjoyed the kind of the camaraderie of that team that they assemble and even just hang out with the hang out with people I don't like in that game is still kind of enjoyable. I just You're saying I like dudes. Uh, the, and <laughs> the whole thing is just really upbeat and puts me in a good mood when i play it you know and i i wouldn't have been mad if there was persona 4 too even though i'm really happy there's persona 5 <laughs> lastly uh dark souls which because it made me into a stronger person <laughs> the, the fires of hell now, um, God, it just, it's about as tough as I think I can allow a game to be and still be fun. <laughs> and part of that was just the way that it sort of incentivized, you, you always, you could die and, you know, you, technically you lose your money slash experience, but you generally learn something when you die. You never really have an empty life. You're always getting a little bit better at the game. I like it. All right. I like it. I like it. But I think next is Evan. So we'll be hearing his soon. Finally. That doesn't maybe. sound right. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Today's episode also very special. Because this episode was sponsored by United Airlines, where if we can't beat you to the seat, we beat you to the punch. <laughs> so again, guys, thanks for listening to Bukatsu Gaming Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, search Bukatsu Media, Twitter, Bukatsu M, and YouTube, Bukatsu Media. And so again, this is Jabs, Alex, and Evan. Stay in peace. Deuces.